0: Welcome into Twentieth and Blake here on the Mile High Sports Podcast Network. I am your host Drew Kreisman. As always, I am very excited to be talking Colorado Rockies baseball with you. And as always, the Colorado Rockies are winning baseball games at. Home. That's right. With another win over the Washington Nationals in a Thursday afternoon rubber match, they managed to win the game and therefore the series, meaning that they have still only lost one series on the year. That, of course, was the four game ugly sweep at the hands of the Philadelphia Phillies in Philly. Other than that, Colorado Rockies have been a pretty steadily good baseball team for all of 2022. They improve their record to 15 and 10. They get an okay outing out of Antonio Sensatella, but really powered by the offense in the nine to seven victory. In the rubber match. I want to begin with that. I will talk about the second game a little bit as we analyze each one of the players, but of course, I have to begin right now with Brendan. Freaking Rogers. How about this young man? As I tweeted out right after his three run home run, that really ended up being a game winner for the Colorado Rockies late in this one. Brendan had Four hits and one RBI in the entire month of April. As you all well know, he was the guy struggling by far and away the most of anybody on the Colorado Rockies roster. He was really eating it and it just didn't look good. The chatter was starting to get louder about whether or not he would be need to sent down or, or whatever it was. He had a couple of days that he had that back issue, didn't play, didn't actually have to hit the IL, but a couple of days away from it. He's come back out, and you remember that rant I went on like a few days ago, maybe a week ago on the podcast, where I just said Rogers has got to put all of April completely behind to pretend like it never happened. Basically, act as though the season began on May first. Well, since May first, six hits in four ball games, eight RBI, including really key ones in this one. Not only does he get the three-run home run that essentially counts as the game winner for the Rockies late, he got the first RBI in the game, which was really important. Don't forget this was technically a comeback win today, uh, even though the Rockies were up eight to three at one point and almost let it slip away. Don't forget they were down two nothing early after a big home run from Juan Soto and a bit of uh, you know, error-driven uh, <laughs> run. <laughs> uh, another ugly mistake, and I want to talk about that in just a minute, but I don't want to get away from Brendan Rodgers too far. The turnaround that this young man has had at the plate, the line drives that he's even he- hitting, even in the one game where, uh, you know, he took an over, for, he wasn't striking out, he's putting the ball in play, he does just look like he's turned the page here, and, you know, I don't expect him to have two or three hit ball games and four RBI games regularly now. I, I-, I don't know that you can fairly... You know expect all of that and i still think in his sophomore season there are going to be ups and downs and and, and, I, and that's just part of what comes from growing up in the game of baseball but Right now, we're looking at a Brendan Rodgers who isn't what he was for the first month, which was a guy you were just concerned. Not only was he not getting the results, right? He The, the process was bad. The, the at-bats were terrible. These three-pitch strikeouts. He did have a three-pitch strikeout today, by the way, looking at all three pitches. But they were really good pitches. And again, when you do the damage the rest of the time, you can live with those. So... Is Brendan Rodgers, you know, fixed the way I declared in in my Discord chat today? Probably not exactly that easy, right? But he's clearly going to be a, a player that this team needs in the future. We talked about this a lot. This is the reason why, and this is the reward that Bud Black and Bill Schmidt and everybody else involved in sticking with him and continuing to put him out there. This is their reward. is is starting to see this type of stuff. He's been absolutely vital for this homestand in winning these games. And as we've talked about, as certain players cooled off a bit, your Connor Joes, your, your whoever, Randall Gritchick hasn't really cooled off. He continues to be great. Had another home run today that was key for the Rockies late cj crone again hasn't cooled off yet but it's going to happen at some point right you need these other guys to be heating up rogers was always one of those guys it was likely to be and here we see him do it so for the second time in what three or four games brendan rogers is your player of the game for the colorado rockies and that's pretty fantastic to see after he was the guy who had contributed the least in the first month of the season Another guy who had contributed very little in the first month of the season was, of course, Garrett Hampson, who was one of the guys who got off to a cold start with the bat, wasn't playing a ton. And then went on the IL with a hand issue, and I think a lot of people, and and I don't mean like forgot about him, forgot about him. But there was a minute there where people kind of forgot about him, not to you know, <laughs> not to put it too bluntly, but you know, because he hadn't done much. Because last year he really was a bit player who, you know, he he hits lefties very very well. He struggled to hit righties. He hasn't cemented himself as a regular player. We know about the speed and athleticism, but you know, is Garrett Hampson a key player for the Colorado Rockies? Hard to say, but he certainly was today. His first game back, the first pitch that he saw, he hits a three run home run again with the Rockies winning by two and it being a high scoring game. They needed all of this from their offense. So really fantastic to see that out of Garrett Hampson. And again, it's like when these guys contribute offensively, it's just so much gravy, like not necessarily for Rogers, but for Hampson, a guy like Jonathan Daza, who is not supposed to be uh, an offensive player right now. He's all these guys want to hit. He's, he's going, excuse me. <laughs> like if he was sitting here right now, he'd go, oh, I'd take pride in the way I hit. Right. But but Daza doesn't have the resume or you know, certain scouting things that we, you would talk about, power and lift and yada, 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 right? But Daza has been taking good at bat after good at bat. He had his first strikeout of the season today. Now, unfortunately, he was in a spot where he had a chance to get a few more insurance runs late, but he's been extraordinary at putting the ball in play, hitting the ball to all parts of the field, And especially, and he did it again today with some beautiful defense in center field and a fantastic catch by Sam Hilliard in left as well. So despite the fact that the Rockies did have a couple of errors, one that cost them early with another Ryan McMahon throwing error after he made a really nice play on the stop and then a Charlie Blackman error in right that didn't actually end up costing them a run, though it did end up costing Sensatella some pitches and part of the reason why, you know, he was out of the game early. That's partially on the defense, right? Now he did not have his best command. He did not have his best stuff. But boy, did he battle his ass off out there today! Tip of the cap. You you got to be proud of guys like Antonio Sensatello when they do this, right? Because I've talked about the flip side of it so much with like when Marquez just doesn't quite get you there, right? When when Mar- Marquez has this type of game lately, he's been falling apart and giving the other team five six seven runs right Sensatella didn't have his best stuff but he buckled down he also didn't have great defense behind him Uh, he was giving up a lot of soft hits singles you know a lot of contact but he managed to get his double plays and the Rockies continue to be absolutely phenomenal as the double play machine leading the league in that category and getting the good defense out of their outfield again other than the Charlie Blackman error You've got really good stuff from Daza these days. Hilliard's been very, very good. We know what McMahon can do, even though he's had these errors. You're still not worried about him defensively. And then we see it a little bit on the flip side, right? We saw in in both of these sets. Now, the Reds and the Nationals may not be super quality teams. God, the Reds, boy, the Reds are awful, 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 right? But as we saw on the other side of it with the Rockies and Philly, it happens, to just about everybody, you're going to have games, individual games or individual series where you kick the ball around a little bit. And you all know, because you're Rockies fans, that that does not mean that your team is going to take advantage. You know that. So that in this series, there were a couple of times where some key mistakes from the Washington Nationals infielders led directly to runs for the Rockies, including that the, in the second game where they only scored in one inning and there was a, a double play ball that could have gotten them out of it. The fact of the matter is the other team's not going to make every single play the same way the Colorado Rockies aren't going to make every single defensive play, right? Like as, as I just talked about, Charlie Blackman made a mistake in right field today that allowed the leadoff runner to get to second base. They were able to move him over, but Sensatello was able to prevent that runner from scoring. Right, You have to be able to take advantage. It's not just an automatic. So what the Rockies did in this series was take advantage of the mistakes that their opponents were making. You have to, the same way you've got to give Philadelphia credit for taking advantage of the mistakes the Rockies made in Philly, You've got to give the Rockies credit for taking advantage of the mistakes that were made in this series. Uh, but the great thing about it was, you know, it wasn't just, oh, well, then move them over, and move them in, or or get another error to get it done, or you score on a wild pitch. No, the Rockies literally took advantage, right? After the errors, you've got line drives over guys' heads into the gap. And as I mentioned, of course, you know, a big one earlier uh, with the Rodgers home run. So whatever it is, you have to take it. You have to play the game you're in. Right? You, you, can't, you, you can't make up another situation. But here's what's most fascinating to me about the game today. Because winning the set, yeah, you, you should. They're, they're the better team. Uh, they're at home where we know they play particularly well. But this is not the formula. You've heard me talk a lot before when, when the Rockies win the way they're, quote, supposed to. And I come on and diagnose for you. And I diagnosed the Austin Gomber win. Before it happened, didn't I? Those of you that listen, I said they get a quality start out of Gomber and they can hand the ball over to their plus side guys, W. Simple as that. And guess what? Quality start, plus side guys in the bullpen, W. Today was weird. There were three things that happened that should have stopped the Rockies from winning this baseball game. One, they did not get a quality start out of their starter. Two, they did not get anywhere near perfection out of their bullpen, right? They weren't really able to hand the the ball over to their plus side guys immediately cuz some of them gotten used. So they had to go with Shasin. They they went with Robert Stevenson, who hasn't gotten in quite as much work and is still working into his, you know, form that he needs to be in. And so th- they weren't really able to just for example, when your starter goes 6 or 7, then you hand the ball to Kinley Barb. Right, That wasn't on the table today. They had to use a lot more relievers, and the relievers were, were giving up runs, weren't they? In, in each one of those final innings there, what was it? I mean, you, you I, I feel like there were a lot of Rockies fans who probably assumed the, the Washington Nationals are going to come back and at least tie this thing up because they had a run in the fifth, a run in the sixth, two in the seventh, and a run in the eighth. Now Bardo slammed the door shut in the ninth, something they desperately needed, and boy, has he been good this year. But they made two defensive mistakes, one of which led directly to a run, and early. They did not get a quality start out of their starter, and their bullpen just gave up all those runs, like 10 hits over the last five innings for Washington. And yet, your ball club won the game. Now, this is interesting. This was, you know, obviously the nine runs, right? (laughs) You You get... uh, four ribbies from Rogers. You get three ribbies out of Garrett Hampson. And then the veterans get you a few extra. The late home run, as I mentioned there, from Gritchick, CJ Krohn, just doing his normal two hit one RBI thing, keeping himself in the talks as the one of the best hitters, if not the best hitter in the national league. I know there's that third baseman for St. Louis I seem to recall his name. It escapes me at the moment. He's doing some stuff too. But this was interesting because I don't know. I don't think this is going to happen too often. As I've said, you you can't necessarily count on the offense to bail you out and win you baseball games. The Rockies aren't really built that way, except if McMahon and Rogers, if guys like Hampson are going to contribute. If a guy like Daza can very reasonably, reasonably easy for me to say, slide in. And hit number two and give you good at bats. Take one in the ribs, you know. Get out there and, and everyone contributes, right? No Connor Joe today. No Chris Bryant for a week. And yet the team is consistently producing offense, and it's up and down. As I mentioned, Daza went over for today, but he drew a walk and got hit, so he was on base twice. Blackman with a hit and run scored in a walk. Grichik two hits, two runs scored and a homer late Crone two hits a run scored a ribby McMahon with a double that set up the the Brendan Rodgers double that got him started so McMahon and a walk late I've talked about Rodgers plenty already Hilliard got on base and scored a run he was the only one that went over, other than I like didn't get on, on, on base through a, a walk or, he got on base with a fielder's choice right and then Hampson with the three-run home run. Even Dom Nunez. I, I thought Dom Nunez hit the ball really well today, actually. And he had a phenomenal defensive play. And again, these are the little things. This is where the Rockies win the game. This whole sequence right here. So the, the you're, you're frustrated by the error from McMahon early, sure, and by Blackman, and we can continue to have that conversation. Phenomenal defense. Took a run off the board for the Rockies in that inning where Juan Soto was on first. The... Ball is hit over Jonathan Daza's head. He runs back, makes a perfect play with the bounce off the ball. Fires it back in so that Soto can't score. They hold him there at third. He gets caught too far off the bag for whatever reason. I don't know where he's going there. Dom Nunez and Ryan McMahon saw it the whole way. Back pick. That was a huge out. A huge out. The very next guy hit a single that didn't score the runner from second. Because, again, Daza played it so well and was able to get the ball back in so quickly. Those little things. So we talk about the little things when it costs the Rockies, the Ryan McMahon error and so on. You know Those little things when they, they screw up and they don't do it. And we have to highlight those things. But that was a little thing. Two little things that combined to make a huge thing to take a run off the board there. And then, as I was saying, Nunez also hit the ball pretty well. I've said it before and I'm going to say it again because it's incredibly important for the understanding of the process, right? You can step back and take a 30,000 foot view and say, well, the Rockies run differential isn't good. They need to stop getting blown out. That's a sign of a bad team or a team that's going to fall apart. I think I've covered that conversation both in writing and podcast form enough to this point. We're going to keep our eyes on it as we move forward. But the reason I keep talking about this, everyone is contributing thing, is because it is for me the thing that makes it the most sustainable. Why they should continue to be an above five hundred baseball team, because anyone on the roster, up and down the lineup, is capable. You know, if you if Garrett Hampson and Brendan Rogers are going to win you a game with their offense, where in the month of April they were the two offensive players that struggled the most. That's just you know how good that feels for guys like Crone or or Blackman or Chris Bryant or whoever else who who started really well. A guy like Jose Iglesias who had these great games. He didn't have to play today. He, take, he gets a gets a day game off. He gets to rest his back, his his legs. Uh, you know, he gets to to take his day. And Garrett Hampson steps in and does that, right? Or remember when Alan Trejo was doing his thing? Same basic idea. That's not just great for those guys who are more role players who don't always get in. Like, obviously, it's good for for Hampson specifically, right? To get that feel of success and into his toes, and maybe he can start doing some fun and interesting things because he's such a dynamic player when he's going well for the team. But those are the kinds of things that I wasn't necessarily expecting coming into the year. Those those are the kinds of things that you paint in a best case scenario. And when people would ask me, coming into the year, in the offseason, what would be a best-case scenario for the team? Well, a best-case scenario includes getting offensive production from guys like Daza and Hampson. It includes getting big-clutch hits from guys like McMahon and Rogers. It includes Austin Gomber being able to regularly go six innings. You know, it, it, it counts on... And then, obviously, all the stuff with the bullpen, right? And that, for me... Is the thing that we keep coming back to all day, every day. Today was some, uh, hold on to your butts, some classic Samuel L. Jackson bullpenning today. Bend, don't break. You know, it's interesting because I wrote today, and I hope people will go and check this one out. It's kind of a short article on Mile High Sports, but about the difference between the plus side guys and the minus side guys right now, and how the plus side guys have actually been absolutely fantastic. And the minus side guys have really struggled. And Shasin sits right in the middle of that. He's He, he kind of does both. And he's got a not great, not terrible ERA, but he's also eaten up a lot of quality innings. right? And we saw that out of basically all of them today. They were all a bit more hittable than they've been. Shasin, Stevenson, Kinley. You know, he, he struggled getting out of that inning. And while those runs won't be charged to him, that that was one where he's been good all year. And if he's a little tighter, you know, you preserve it. A, lead leadoff double, tough to see. But this is the reason why you've got to be able to separate them giving up a couple of hits, a couple of runs. you You cannot reasonably expect perfection. Out of the Rockies bullpen, out of any bullpen, out of any baseball player, out of any unit of a baseball team, but particularly of of all the individual units in all 30 teams in baseball, the Rockies bullpen is the one that should least be expected to have perfection, right? You're going to give up hits. You're going to give up runs. That's just the way it is. The key is to not let it get away from you. And it got close today. But no individual guy had a total blow-up. helped bail out Sensatella with a big double play. Kinley ultimately, you know, got out of Stevenson's inning. Colomay was able to finish his job despite giving up a run. And Bardo, he's been the best of them, hasn't he? So this is going to continue to be very, very interesting for your Colorado Rockies because the bullpen is it now like they're off to arizona who've been playing better baseball than you think but still an opportunity to play a team that they are more talented than and get a little more momentum on the road they don't need to go into arizona and win the series and then and then san francisco after that right my schedule's taking a minute to come up yeah you know, they don't, they don't need to go out and win both of these series. Even if you can only win two of the six games, they just can't be terrible on the road. Because as I said a few days ago, this team's going to dominate at home. They should have lost today. A lot of Rockies teams in years past that are ultimately more talented would have lost today. But this team, because they're structured properly, because they have basic fundamentals down, except for in Philadelphia, apparently. But other than that, because they do the fundamental stuff so well, because they're so professional across the board, because they're getting contributions from a lot of different places and not just, you know, I've said it before, but not just Nolan, Trevor, Charlie, right? There was a time when if those three guys weren't going and you couldn't hand the ball over to your two or three relievers who were dominating, you know, Scott Oberg, of Adovino, if you couldn't get to those guys, it didn't matter. It doesn't matter if those star players exist because everybody in baseball goes through slumps. I've got a story coming out in the next couple of days where I sat down and talked to Sam Hilliard for a little while. We talked about a lot of different things. His patience at the plate, the defense out there, playing with some new veteran outfielders, with Chris Bryant and Randall Gritchick. But of course I had to ask him the question that I've been asking everybody as I've been talking to these guys about the atmosphere in the clubhouse, the relaxed, we're all in this together and everyone wants to be here atmosphere. And he reiterated what everyone else has said. We believe in each other. We want to be here in the good times that makes it that much more fun to be playing baseball with each other. And when you go through a rough patch, like you do in Philly, that makes it easier not to get tense and feel like I got to do more than I can do. I'm letting everybody down this, that, or the other man. No, you got to stay relaxed. You got to play your game. You got to keep your head up, hanging your head in baseball, man. That'll get you. Take a look at the way the team responded when Brendan Rodgers got his first big RBI double a couple of days ago, right? First game of May. They all knew the same thing I knew the moment it happened. The reason I took video of it and put it up on Twitter. In fact, I knew it was going to happen when he was standing in the batter's box, right? That's why I took video of that at bat. Because he had had a nice line drive earlier in the game. And it just... The process was there. He's, he's just too good, right? So I took the video of it because I knew we were going to watch the moment he turned the page. And ball players need to be able to do that mental trick on themselves. They all need to be able to play that mental trick on themselves. Ask Charlie Blackman. <laughs> if he get him in a moment of true honesty too, that'd be a phenomenal conversation to hear. It's a mental grind out there. And to be able to look at, you know, an 070 batting average or whatever it is and all the strike and say, I don't even care. I don't even see it. I start today. None of it matters like that. That I think is why this clubhouse chemistry matters where a lot of people would say, ah, the only thing that matters in baseball are the numbers, the war and the run differential and all those things. That's what matters. But I've been in a lot of Rockies clubhouses over the years. I've been in some that were having a lot of fun, mostly because Gerardo Parra and Carlos Gonzalez were forcing them to have fun. And I've been in some Rockies clubhouses that weren't having any fun. Remember that scene in Moneyball and Billy Bean throws the bats and gets real quiet? (laughs) What are you having fun for? I've been in some of those too. Right now, these guys are steady. They believe in themselves. They're playing good baseball. And you know what? Quite frankly, they're a good team. It's a good baseball team. How good they can be, it's going to be all about the human element, is it? No, I'm not talking about umpires making terrible calls. I'm talking about who these guys become as individuals and as a unit. But right now, they're really fun to watch play baseball. And their theoretical best starting pitcher and their theoretical best position player, for those of you who are wondering who I'm talking about, that's Herman Marquez and Chris Bryant, haven't really done much yet. 15 and 10, and two players that have. Every ounce of ability to be your two best players moving forward haven't really done it yet. How are the Rockies winning? Because everybody is contributing. That is how you surprise Major League Baseball watch this space. Hey, thank you all for listening into this episode of 20th and Blake here on the Mile High Sports Podcast Network. Make sure you're checking out all the other podcasts on the network, all the written content over at milehighsports.com. And you're hanging out with me on Twitter at Drew Creisman. I am doing these live spaces after day games at home and usually after all the day games on the road and usually before any night game on the road. I try to do them more on the road because I'm, I'm not really traveling with the team this year. So, if you're interested, hop on there. I do some Q&As after these podcasts. It's usually a lot of fun just chatting with Rockies fans. So I appreciate you all out there for being absolutely awesome. You know that I will continue to be absolutely Drew Creaseman in here. And until next time, I will see you at the bulb.